Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. I want you to know that we're diving right into the podcast today, but first I have two quick announcements. And the first one is a gift. This month, you're going to see a new episode pop up every single day. You'll continue to get new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. And this month, your angels and I are gifting you with a free course right here on the podcast. It's called the 31-Day Angel Success Formula. It's 31 days of bonus angel healings to connect you with your angels and transform your life. If you'd like to access all 31 recordings along with the workbook and teaching video for this course, head on over to theangelmedium.com right now and subscribe to my email list. It's at the top of the homepage, and when you do, we'll send you access to this entire course for free. While you're at my website, check out the new events page. Every month this year, I'll be teaching a live workshop, a live group angel healing, and running a course of the month. If you'd like to access all of these and more, join my angel membership. Angel members are beginning a brand new year together starting February 1st, and we have a limited number of open slots. Sign up this month and you'll get access to my new manifestation and co-creation course. As an angel member, you'll not only get access to my courses and monthly events, but I'll also get to know you personally and coach you in our small group meetings. Friends, I'll let you in on a little secret. I love, 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 love bringing through angel messages to you in those small group meetings. For more info, click the link in our show notes and join me on a free upcoming Zoom call to hear how your angels will work with you in the angel membership to strengthen you, transform you, and activate your soul's highest calling. Now, friends, I want you to prepare for today's episode and all the yummy, delicious angel messages your angels have for you by taking a big, deep breath in and a big deep breath out. And I just want you to get a sense of how your angels are surrounding you here in this moment. They're guiding you, loving you, directing you, protecting you. And as you listen to this episode, they're gonna be whispering in your ear, bringing through messages you need to hear. Now let's dive into the show. beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis, and today we are here with Kim's Angel Story. And this is one that um, I think you were on Instagram or the Facebook group, and you told this story. And I was like, we have to have her on the podcast. This was one of the most, um, I mean, just like hair stand up on your arms type of, you know, like, you know, like, you know, and you feel that angel presence. And um, I want to talk to you about it, too, because there were so many messages that were starting to come through just even as I was reading your story on social. 
For those who are at home, you can listen to us on the podcast, obviously, if that's the way that you're finding us right now. We're also on YouTube. So we are recording this as video and you can catch us over there too if you want to see us. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So I wanted to begin a little background that I've always felt a very strong connection with angels. And I was fortunate enough to go to a small private high school and the teacher our freshman year, instead of being very rigid or by the book or making sure you had to follow the guidelines, she would talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And she would have us give instances of spirit stories. So what your podcast talks about is something that I've been kind of practicing or at least aware of for a really long time. And I just think it's awesome. Go deeper into this. So this is a Catholic school teacher who right. starts the day off basically with spirit stories, but it's just God winks, right? How like God 100%. winks in your life. Yep. Yep. Yes. 100%. So she started on the, she was so cool. She started on the first day of school and you know, you're freshmen. So you're, you're very easy, not easily influenced, but like you're needing some sort of guidance. And I couldn't have been more perfect. So she was a runner and she was very um, into nature. And she would talk about how she would go on runs. And her first spirit story that she shared with us was how she had some turmoil going on in her life and she needed direction. And one early morning when she was running, she ran into a deer and the deer just stopped and locked eyes with her and like nodded. And she had a sense of calm and a sense of relief. And then the deer, you know, trotted away. And some people would say, oh, it's not a big deal. But when you know, and you're calm, and you accept it, it's so much different. You know what? I got it uh, just a vision because you and I live near one another, which we didn't yeah. realize until we connected. And so the school is near us too. I had this vision the angels just showed me of we got to find that teacher. We have to have her on the show. I would love it. I could definitely connect you with her for sure. Yay! Yes, for sure. <laughs> and, and friends, like, this is how this works. This is why I don't invest in like PR or work with PR companies to find my guests because the angels have said since day one, when I freak out about like, oh my goodness, who are we going to have on the show? They're always like, chill. We've got this. It's going to happen. It's just going to fall into your lap, just yep. like you fell into my lap. And then this person and they're like, all right, Vision, this is who you're going to have on the show. Yep, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So she opened my eyes then and all of our eyes. Like we looked forward going to religion freshman year. She also would have us like instead of having a regular prayer for an opening prayer, we would take a song off the radio and she started the year off with Tupac's changes and just like, and you type the words out and it's, she had the lights dim. I love this soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it was very reverent and it was sacred. And she's like, I'm a very laid back, cool person, but you don't mess around during prayer time. And no one ever did like everyone 
took it very, very seriously. And it was, it was awesome. And then we would journal afterwards and we kept our journals safe in her room. It was the best. That was her teaching you how to use your intuition. That is exactly what I have in the book. Um, I mean, that is her. She taught you how to get into oneness, connect with God energy in prayer, and then tune into your intuition journaling. I mean, that's exactly what she was teaching you. That's all that this book is. She's amazing. That's and you amazing. are going to love her. Oh, you I love are her already. Love her. Yes, yes. Yes. So this isn't even the story. This isn't even this is like the even grand story. story that, no. you know, like, so your house burnt oh, down. Yes. And this, this story is just incredible. Like, yeah. friends, there's times where you feel oneness. And then there's times where you feel an even elevated form of oneness. And that's what I mean. When you hear this story, you feel this elevated form of oneness that your angels were completely surrounding you that night and, and were able, it's a miracle your family got out of this house. Well, wait till we throw the dominoes in and then you'll really see how those angels are around me. I have a so, village, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, so start at the beginning okay. and tell people each piece because they can't, you know, some people are watching us on YouTube. Most people are listening, but they need the full story to grasp what Absolutely. happened. Absolutely. So it started out that how I want to present it is that I'm living through my largest angel story right now. And I was working a couple of years ago. I was, I've always been in and out of the restaurant industry and I was working and I was, um, at a grocery store with beverage testing. And I ran into an old friend and that old friend was like, Hey, I have an opening at a restaurant. Do you want to come? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then I took her up on it. And then I only worked like one or two nights a week, just like a side job. And I started working there. And then with working there, I fell in love with it. It's amazing. And I got along with everybody. It was amazing. And then you start to meet your regulars, right? So there was a woman that came into the restaurant and she was just wonderful. Just like, like, and she would always sit like, I'm like by my area. And like, she was just great. So um, she came in and we were talking and I was talking with my coworker about how I wanted to do something special. I have 15 year old twin boys. And last year when they turned 14, their birthday was March 24th. And that's the day like the world shut down. So, I mean, I was scrambling to do something for them. I like to make magical things. Like I, I celebrate any event you can celebrate. I love it. So we couldn't do anything last year. So I wanted to make sure I know they're older, but I wanted to do something big this year just because I feel like they missed out and they have been so good and patient and understanding. I just wanted to do something. So I was just talking out loud and just making conversation. And the woman that was sitting across from me was like, oh my gosh, I'm the GM at a golf place, at a top golf place. And I was like, oh, that would be perfect for boys. Like, absolutely. And um, so I was like, this is awesome. So she set it up and she was going to have it on the weekend. And this is March of this year. She was going to have it over the weekend. And I'm like, that, but she was coming in and like, that's when the world was opening up a little bit again. And she was like, oh my gosh, there was a six hour wait. Oh my gosh, there was a four hour wait, which these are good problems to have. But still, 
I was like, you know, uh, maybe we shouldn't do it on such a busy day. The next week coming up was spring break for the boys. So I was like, oh, let's do it during like spring break on an off night. You know, have it on a weeknight, be a little more affordable. The kids can sleep in. So it's not a big deal. You can go later on at night. So that's what we did. And my one son had some sporting um, obligations to go to. So I picked Tuesday of that Tuesday, March 30th. So um, we go and I had my sister and my sister-in-law come over pretty much because I needed their help to put all the kids in all the cars because they all met at our house. And then we, they met at our house and we went and the, and let me just say like gathering a bunch of 15 year old boys is like herding kittens. So like, that was like, (laughs) that was hard, like scrambling for that too. So, uh, the party was supposed to be from six to nine on Tuesday. Perfect. Or to, or before we leave, I was like, make sure you turn off all the lights and you know, all the wonderful things that moms always say. And then we have a one-year-old bulldog named Rosie and a five-year-old cat named Rocky. And before we left, Rosie really liked to chew everything. So I told my husband, I was like, make sure you put Rosie in her crate because I will come home and something will be eaten and she'll leave it for us. So he did. And we were all running out the door and trying to get there as fast as we could. So I thought the party was from six tonight. We get to Top Golf, and they were like, well, we're getting everything ready for you, but your party is actually 6.30 to 9.30. I'm like, oh, all right, no big deal. Like, it's a little bit longer that we can hang out. We had so much fun. The boys had so much fun. It was wonderful. So then uh, the food started coming and I was, I, I, my phone is always connected to me. I set my phone down and my Apple Watch happened to be dead at the time. And I was bringing the food out. And so my phone was away from me and my son comes up to me and he goes, mom, mom, come here. And I'm like, what? And he said, our neighbor across the street texted him and said, I hope everything is okay. Your house is on fire. And I was like, what? And so I like went to my phone and I called her right away. And I was like, what's going on? How bad is it? She's like, you need to come here now. So my sister and I and the kids jump in her car. My brother brother-in-law and my husband jump in their car. My poor sister-in-law was stuck with all the teenagers. God bless her. But we get, we get home to my neighborhood as quickly as we could. So when we pulled up to our neighborhood, we actually had to park like three or four blocks away and people were texting. And so we parked a couple blocks away and uh, people were saying like, we have Rosie, we have Rocky, everything is fine. And when we walked up, I felt like I was, I can't explain it in the car. My sister was talking and she was nervous and she was trying to calm me down, but I was calm. It was a a weird calm. Like I was like, just very, it almost felt like the world was going in slow motion for me. And when we walked up, my husband met me and the fire surreal because our entire neighborhood was out and like there for us. That was incredibly embracing for for a scary situation that you're walking into. And um, then we walked up and um, the fire chief said, unfortunately, I'm very sorry, but Rosie and Rocky didn't make it. And then my husband, who's usually a very like strong, stoic man, what he definitely lost it and was very upset. And then they were like, I'm really sorry, but you know, you have, someone has to do the insurance thing. And then someone had to identify the animals, which I didn't know you had to do that, but you did. So I felt, 
bad because like they separated me from everyone because I then they were like, do you have your homeowner's insurance information? I'm like, yeah, in the house. Can't go in there. So we had to figure all of that out. And then what happened after that was the firemen came out and explained to us what happened. It was a faulty power strip in the basement and the power strip sparked and the spark did exact it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It tripped the breaker to cut the power. However, the spark went up the cord and went up into the TV and there's lithium in your TV and it combusted. And then that fire through all of the cords and the wires in your house vascularly spread throughout the house. So it and because it was in our basement, it was like slow churning. So by the time we would have like noticed it, it was already, the conduction was already there. So we still would have been at home had I not gotten the time wrong. So, I mean, I, I definitely want to go over like all the, all the little pinpoints of everything. The fire, the firemen were so wonderful that night. They were so wonderful. They were like, this is how recalls happen. I'm so sorry this had to happen to you. But thank God you guys were all okay. Then he said, you have five minutes to go in your house and get whatever it is that you need and and come back out because it's not safe in there. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, in five minutes, what do you get? What do you get? So I, I ran in and I got important documents. I got to watch my father, my late father-in-law left my husband and like a couple of other things. And I was in this bubble. And by the time I got outside, my husband was already there. And I'm like, well, what did you get? And he's like, I got the boys. And he, he went in and got the two urns from our other pup, our other dogs that had passed away. He's like, I can't leave them there. I was like, Oh, oh. that was so sweet. That was so, so sweet. So, um, we went that night to my mother-in-law's house and, uh, my mother-in-law has a puppy from the same litter that Rosie was from. And when we came home, we came to her house and we sat on the couch. We were both in this like just numb bubble. And her dog Lola came up to us and just kind of sat next to both of us and like slowly put her head in each of our laps. Like she was giving us hugs. It was as if she actually totally knew. Everyone keeps saying what an awful tragedy this was and how it was such bad luck and that didn't sit well with me. It, it doesn't sit well with me. And I correct people when they say that. I've always been a person that hated like negative energy or anything like that. And there's always something to be learned. And to be honest, I was feeling really lucky and really alive. Like that could have happened. My sons could have been playing video games downstairs and the TV could have burst in their face. Like there were so many things that could have happened and it didn't. It was a miracle that you guys weren't there. I mean, it was... The way that the puzzle pieces fit together, my poor guardian angel has a full-time job. That is for sure. <laughs> because you could not have planned it any better. And I, I felt, and I still do, I feel this extremely strong sense of protection around myself and my family. 100%. Not a doubt in my mind. I like to look at that and focus on that as as maybe it's a coping mechanism. I don't know, but I, I love it. And I realized that we lost everything, but it's just stuff, you know, 
and we'll make new memories and we'll go further. And yes, we lost our sweet Rosie and we lost our sweet Rocky. But I feel like talk about a lesson in teaching my family what's really important. And we made it through. And every Tuesday when I'm driving my kids to school, we go over like how many weeks it's been. And instead of saying like, oh, it's been X amount of weeks since, I'm like, look how far we've made it. It's been X amount of weeks that we've done it. We did it. So um, there are some amazing blessings that I love that I never would have had before. So my mother-in-law lives about 15 minutes away from their schools that they would go to if they were in school. And I like to call them the, the morning carpool convos. The fun conversations that I have with my boys in the car is awesome. And it would have never happened had I not had we not be going through this. And they they're authentic and organic and hilarious. And like they it's the best it's the best way. I never would have ever had these times if this incident didn't happen. Has it been easy? Absolutely not. But it's all shown us a different humbling perspective that I believe that truly makes us all better people, 100%. The day after the fire, I went to the house and there was a fireman there gathering material that he left behind. He was in the house and I was in the front and he came out and he handed me a red folder. During COVID, I had my hand and tried writing and I was fortunate enough to write a children's book. And we were in like the final stages of getting it ready. And he came out and he goes, I don't know why, but you have to have this. I think you should have this, he said. And it was my manuscript and it was untouched, untouched. So it's like, I mean, it has like ashes, like around the edges or like smoke around the edges, but it's there. So I'm like, well, that's definitely a sign. And I feel like from that moment on, I knew that I was meant to be a survivor. I'm resilient and I'm meant to share this story with people. And I need them to see that everything has positivity and optimism in a world filled with such negative energy. So when people joke that their angels work overtime, they haven't met mine yet. If you wanted to place the dominoes in a row of how my beautiful angels have helped me, I have it all like right here. I ran into an old friend at a job that I didn't like, and they offered me a job that I do love. I met the woman who was a regular and now a friend who helped me plan the party at Top Golf. I thought the party was at six, not at 6.30, making sure we were all out of the house safely. I missed the first phone call about our house being on fire. Um, I feel like for some reason that was a blessing too. And then, then the neighbor called my son and then we touched base. When we got to the house, we didn't see the fire. By then it was under control. We didn't see the blaze in all its glory, but I do feel like there was this warmth of comfort around us because we were all safe. The, my mother-in-law's dog, Lola, comforted us. And she it's like she knew because she lost her sister too. And then my manuscript made it. And there's still like so many signs that keep coming up. We have since gotten another puppy. It's been about six months six and a half months. And we got another puppy and I went to a different vet, another person that I met from the restaurant. And if you really want to have the hair on your arm, stand up because of COVID, we had to meet in the, sorry, we had to meet in the parking lot and um, she's a little bulldog and the vet tech came out and you give them your address and whatnot. And she said, 
hey, do you live on X, X street? And I said, yes. And she's like, she named my subdivision and I said, yes. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I hate to ask this, but did you have a house fire? And I said, yes. And she goes, I live down your street and I tried reviving Rosie that night. And I think it's amazing that like, I was like, and my husband, cause I was working on the insurance information. My husband was the one that went to the ambulance that went to identify the, the puppy and the cat and went to do all that. And he, he was on this mission where he wanted to know where this vet was or where the vet tech was. And he wanted to thank her for trying, like he want, it was very important to him. And how would that come full circle that she would now be in charge of taking care of my new baby? Wow. So, I mean, I'm still living through the angel story because more things are happening, but with such a, a terrible tragedy, I can honestly say it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me too. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and you say that this has really thrust you into spiritual awakening. So you have such a positive outlook and you're able to see just the miracles in this and feel the angel's presence in this. How has this opened you up? spiritually because you've always been spiritual since you were little right because I can feel that in you when you were in Catholic school you really felt that connection but it feels like yes. you're you're going to a different level and I feel like there's healer energy I say that healers can be in any and every spectrum of work but there's a lot of healer energy in your field and I feel like there are some times where we have to go through something in order to be oh, absolutely just like losing my dad thrust me into this as well. Yep. I, um, I see like spirit stories every single day and I write them down every single day. And I feel like the more that I see and the more that I, I'm aware of, right. And I also, I'm very, um, every time I'm lucky enough to be aware of one of these, I'm grateful. And I definitely show my gratitude. Um, The more that I see, the more that I receive. And I absolutely love it. I feel like there has been a patience and like an understanding that I have been fortunate enough to have with this situation. But also my curiosity has peaked. Like I, I can't like learn things and I want to learn more. I want to connect deeper. I want to, I I just, I really want to just dive in and get it all. I really do. Um, How old was Lola and how old was Rocky? Because I keep seeing them and their souls wanting to go together. My dog does this thing and the Archangel Ariel is bringing this into my mind right now where when my dog Fluff has to go to the vet, my dog Lulu, who's normally the strongest little puppy, like the most confident, you know, she's got little dog syndrome, thinks that she's the biggest yeah. dog out there. Right. Um, she shakes. She gets so scared. She, the only time she freaks out 
It's not in thunderstorms. She'll go out in the rain. She'll go out in the snow. But she has so much anxiety and panic when she's not with Fluff. Fluff is her safety blanket. And so when he leaves the house or if he has to go somewhere and they're not together, she is a mess. And and yet they're not like they don't play all the time together. And so Archangel Ariel brought this in and she said there is a similar dynamic between Lola and Rocky where, where maybe like they weren't best friends, but I feel like Lola could not be there without Rocky. And, Absolutely. and so Lola keeps coming in and she kept like with Archangel Ariel being like, you have to bring this message through to my mom. I feel like Rocky made the sacrifice to go with her because she, she couldn't go by herself. And so he, and I even feel like he stayed by her during the fire. So I just needed you to have this information. Thank you. Yes. She, so she just turned one, two days before that. So she was, you know, helpless in her crate and they did assure us that because of the carbon monoxide and the smoke inhalation that she was lulled to sleep and never woke up, never felt any pain. Like she fell asleep and it was very, um, she didn't know what was going on. Rocky from what my husband said um, was out and had more damage, Mm -hmm. but Rocky was out and Rocky was there and Rocky was five. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm, I'm so sorry. My wow. heart just breaks in half for you guys like that. You had to go through Thank this you. and losing pets. I feel like it's just the same as losing a family member. They're just 100%. so close. Um, 100%. I know that you have the new puppy, but I feel like there's a dual energy with that. And I feel like Lola will come back to you too. Okay. And that you have that other pet. It's just not time. You know how you had right. them right. like staggered there. There's just like, when you know, it's the right time, it's the right time. And I actually believe that Archangel Ariel makes sure that we can't miss it. Right. Like oh, when yeah. it's our time to get that puppy, what I do tell people, and she's asking me to remind you of this is that a lot of times, those of us who are very intuitive will feel the birth of our pet. And I don't know, is it like 12 weeks before you can go get them or like 16 weeks? It's something like that. But what will end up happening is you'll feel it three to four months in advance. Like, okay, I I got it. Like something's happening. And sometimes we misperceive it because it's really the birth. Um, So don't let it get you frustrated. Wait for that perfect, you know, um, meet and greet three or four months later. Yeah. Yes. Yay. Yay. So now we're just, I mean, we're in the rebuilding process, but that's like our whole life, you know, like we're rebuilding our house and our foundation and our friendships and our relationships. And, and it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's, everything is going to be okay. I tell my kids that all the time, it's all going to be good. But I also feel that my children are very aware of angels too. Cause then they were like, we never want to go golfing again. And I said, golfing saved your life. And I'm like, it's all about perspective. It's all about how you look at things. Right. I mean, because this could have happened in the middle of the night. Exactly. And all of us could be gone. Right. You know, yeah. so this this was eye opening. Well, and, you know, 
I, I've started to talk to my angel Reiki school students a little bit about this because what I've seen over the years is that as a healer, when you work with people who have passed in so many different types of ways, because I've brought through people who have passed in fires and, and every single way that you could pass, I've brought somebody through. And what ends up happening is you can sort of develop like a PTSD <laughs> as a healer of, of just panic of like making sure your kids are okay. And just making sure that everything is set. But I tend to do that with our household of, I just had in the new house installed fire alarms where they're all interconnected. And you can do this now where when one fire alarm goes off, they all sound within the house. Um, And there's new fire alarms too for kids where kids do not tend to react to a fire alarm. They're just in the dead of sleep and it's hard to get them up and out. But I have fire escape ladders in every bedroom where we have sleeping beds um, so that it's easy to get out of the house. And you can also install these new alarms for kids where it speaks to them in their room instead of it being an alarm. Like, get up, there's a fire. (laughs) Get up, there's a fire. So I don't know why, you know, but Spirit just is asking me to kind of bring through this information for everybody listening. And I think that when you know that you can protect your family in some way, go take those precautions. I mean, because think about it like this too. How many people had to go through things throughout time and evolve so that we could have these protective measures? My mom sent me a text the other day and she's like, how did we survive? Uh, It was like this little baby in this very old school um, seatbelt, which really wasn't a seatbelt. It was like the 1950s and it looked more like a height chair thing in the car where they're like not buckled in at all. And I was like, mom, they didn't like, that's why, that's why we have seatbelts. Use the tools that are available to you. But Kim, thank you so much for just being on the show and for being here. You're just such a blessing and please send me that email. I want to connect with that teacher. Yes, absolutely. And thank you. This has been, you have been so helpful in my journey and in my process. Yeah. um, Oh, yeah. You're in the angel membership, too. I forgot. I am. Yes, I am. Tell everybody how it's going and your experience. It's amazing. And I love it because I can listen at my own pace and I can participate in my own pace, space and time, like in the car or one at home when I need downtime. I absolutely love it. And I love connecting with you, too. So I, I feel like it's opening my heart and my mind and my soul. And I just love that I am understanding more. And I just, it's amazing. So oneness, oneness is fantastic. So I'm so glad. I'm so excited for you to go deeper too. There's so much good, yummy stuff in there. Kim, thank you so, so much for being here and um, keep in touch. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Wanted to let you know the winner of this month's drawing is in the show notes. 
also exciting news. My book, Angels and Awakening, is now on Audible, as well as Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Thanks so much to everyone who supported this podcast by purchasing a copy and writing a review. If you're on Instagram, connect with me live at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Thursday evenings for mini healings with your angels. Also, if you'd like to go deeper by learning how to connect with your angels and loved ones in heaven and hear your own intuition, join my angel membership or attend one of my monthly events. Click the links in the show notes to learn more or visit theangelmedium.com for a full list of events. You can also be my angel by sharing this podcast with someone close to you. Thanks, friends. Open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings your angels, your loved ones in heaven, and your guides are trying to bring through to you right here, right now. Bye, everyone.